listen to hair on. From hair on, I'm listening to hair on. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the world together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Curry Robertson, alongside my sound man extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we have returned for episode 150. Welcome, everyone. Yeah, it's a nice round number right there. Yeah, yeah, I like that, man. But you know what else we did? What a little milestone we hit recently? Mm. 5,000 streams. Hey, I definitely want to give a up. big shout out to you guys, man. Big up yourselves, yo, because this is all you guys. You know, I come in here and rant, but you guys... You guys show the support, and that's where the real energy is at. And so I really appreciate each and every person who tunes in, whether you care what I got to say or not. Thank you. You know what I mean? We can't do it without you. You make this the most <laughs> gratifying endeavor that I have uh, chosen to undertake in my life. So I really definitely want to put it out there to you guys. Definitely. Thank you, everybody. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and please take time if you really do enjoy it, um, rate or review on whatever app you're listening to us through. Um, I know Anchor and Amp Apple are two platforms that that you know generate a fair amount of metrics for for their ratings and reviews. So if you have some time and you're inclined to give us a a, a thumbs up, please do so. But yeah, moving on from that, you been getting into anything interesting this weekend? No, I've just been watching. Uh, I've been uh, YouTube surfing. Yeah. I fell down this um, rabbit hole of uh, there's a YouTuber I watch named Jam Crofts. He does like fighting game stuff. Okay. And uh, he, I stumbled onto this segment that he does called Jam Pretty, which is just him doing Jeopardy with fighting game um, trivia questions. It's amazing. I it's love that. fucking awesome. Like, <laughs> I, I, it's it was really dope to like watch those and see like which ones I could get. Mm-hmm. And it was dope to like, I would get like there were some categories where I'd get like all of them, and there's some categories where I was like, ah, oh, that's definitely I'm Jeopardy done. right there. Baby. I'm done because it was like um they had stuff like hold that L where like everything in the every answer would began with an L. Mm-hmm. They had um or every question began with an L. Uh, they had um <clears throat> one of my favorites was the uh, uh beginning and end or oh, not beginning and end but um what, it, what I forget what they call it but it's the one where the category the answer is a combination of the. Uh, of the question so for example it'd be oh, like anagram. Um, kind of yeah or it's of the two words yeah but it's not really an anagram it's just the combination of two things like um when they rearrange letters right no no they're no, not no. rearranging letters it's like in for example uh what was it uh so the question would be like oh kratos is the star of this uh playstation game and also the best friend of tony stark in iron man so that would be um god of war machine God of yeah, God of oh, War. Oh, got you. Before the and case, after, yeah, I, think I was is totally wrong. That's not what what I said is not what that is. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. It's the the two word. It's two compound words that share a word, and you have to combine them to make the answer. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. That one is that one is a super dope category, man. They have some really creative questions in there, and then they have like really obscure ones. Well, it's not obscure for them because apparently both the people in the chat and a lot of the um the the contestants were getting the answers, but they'd have shit like frame data fucking fighting game memes oh yeah like past uh, uh tournament winners i'd be like bruh unless it's little majin i don't know who the fuck they're talking about feel me little majin I mean, is my dude i got that nigga, <laughs> definitely follow him he is a tekken god kills it with king i mean yeah that's my dude but yeah <laughs> i got a, a couple shit. of the ones like uh i got like uh adjusting no it was a daigo question that i got uh, but okay. that was pretty much it 
But for a lot of Did the put other some rival schools ones, questions up in there. Oh, that'd be sick. But they, they had some really throwback ones. Like um they they were talking about fucking the last blade. There was a question that wow, was Wow, that's a was good the last one. Blade. And I didn't even like remember. It was the it was uh, I don't remember what the category was, but they had to he named two categories. He named two characters from that game and you had to name the game. And um I was like, I have no idea who those characters are. Then oh, it was like man. the last blade. And I was like, I do know who those characters are. <laughs> well, I, you know what the thing is, is about the last blade is that I don't remember many of the names, but the character designs so dope. Were so, so dope. Uh, they were very provocative. You know what I mean? They were, you will remember I love those the characters. dude with the fucking, uh, the one giant blade and he looked like a cannibal or whatever. Yeah. And he would like toss his, his weapon at people. He was fresh. Man, I remember old school fighting game from the mid 1990s for Dreamcast called Psychic Force 2012. Never played that one. That it was it was an amazing game. That game was so underrated. You the 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 fights took place in a in a cube that had omnidirectional movement. That's so you, fucking it, crazy. It, you know what I mean? <laughs> of course, the the system was still very early. Yeah, that's and ahead so of the time movement for sure. was very kind of janky. But boy, was that game amazingly fun, man! I wish that would have caught on because today, if they put that game in today. Forget it would, about it. It'd probably do really well. Like yeah. poor Dreamcast, man. Like they had so much going for them, but they just they bad company management and they just lost like everything. Dreamcast, I believe, honestly, I believe that Dreamcast, Sega and Dreamcast is why Sony decided to hardline on um copyright <laughs> on discs. And, and, and copyright <laughs> discs and digital yeah, rights management. Hell yeah. Because they saw like it it literally killed the best console yep. of a generation. Mm-hmm. Dreamcast was so hands and it, it was so head and shoulders above all of its competitors, just in terms of games, the ca- game catalog, power, Yo, peripherals. I, mean, I remember um, in high school at lunch, they would have like, uh, they yeah, would go into so one of the classrooms. Room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and remember the uh, Kelvis? Yeah. My nigga played Hell so yeah. many fighting games, he had to wear gloves because his yeah. hands were were kind like of cracking apart. Shit. Yeah. Like, that's, that's crazy. But... It's like a blessing and a curse. We didn't realize we were killing the system at the same time, but it's not our fault. We're children. It's their fault for being adults. Yo, and I remember my boy Medi used to have all the games. Shout out to Medi. That's the name I ever heard in ages. What? Medi was my dude. He was the first Moroccan person I ever met. He's the only Moroccan Tecalia person Stallion. I've ever met. <laughs> that was my man's. But yeah, uh, he taught me Madame Sank. I'll never forget that. Yeah, it was like a, a. It's a masturbation joke. Basically, it just means my five fingers. Yeah, oh, yes, you're, you're Madame. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, dude, fucking, hey, man, and you know, honestly, I think that that a lot of like the 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 issues that the internet has is that the people who are consuming it now consumed it as kids, and we mm-hmm. created a lot of bad habits yep. because honestly, what we did to the Dreamcast is a is a travesty in video game his, history. And I say we as gamers, like we Absolutely. refuse to pay those people for their nope. work. Yep. Like they had entire discs of like 30, 40 games on them, just like passing them around to people, Bro. copying them and handing them out. Man, can you imagine how much money they could have? Anyway, <laughs> let me stop lamenting the death of the Dreamcast because that's, that is, that's right. I never thought of it. That's a ton of money. Just like on that one disc, disc. that's like $500. Easily, easily. Oh my goodness. But yeah. So anyway, <laughs> uh, that that's cool. That's cool. I definitely can appreciate a, a good YouTube K hole. Yeah, it was nice, man. It was, it was yeah, man. It was funny. Oh man, I got into uh, this Netflix series, man. 
boy. Let me start off with saying it's very good. <laughs> because I'm about to levy a lot of criticism against it, but it is absolutely not because of the quality of the show. It is absolutely because it made me feel such visceral feelings that I just wasn't interested in engaging with at this time. It was really, really powerful. And for a, a, a show called Sweet Tooth about animals and people who love animals, you, you you totally don't come in ready for that shit. You do not come, you don't come in here ready for the heart punch you're about to get. And it's every episode, multiple times per episode. They're gonna <laughs> they're gonna give you stellar performances, amazing characters, and punch you right in the heart. Right as you're starting to feel something for them, man. It's the fucking most epic, like, I gotta give it, man. It's it's an epic one-season journey so far. Nice. You know, but I would not recommend it unless you're ready to to to, to get into it and really appreciate the emotional uh, value it's about to bring to your life because it's gonna... It's going to have you wanting to tear up. It's going to have you mad. It's going to have you it's going to have you bewildered. And and also one of the things that the show did that I'm just personally not a fan of is a a show that is centered around suspense and drama that ends in a cliffhanger. That's just too much for me. If you have an action sh- movie or a sh- action show that builds up to a cliffhanger, I've been getting gratification the whole time. So I'm okay with that. But if you're going to sit there, you're going to manipulate my heartstrings and 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 get me so invested to these characters to leave me on a cliffhanger. Gotcha. Gotcha. I, I just feel ass. like you made a good show. I like your show. You don't have to bait me. Just because <laughs> just, it doesn't feel. And one thing I will say, because I, I was so entertained by this show, I feel like this cliffhanger didn't serve the entertainment value of the show. It felt purely like a gotcha wait for the next season when it was like yo dude you had me on the next season <laughs> you ne- never at no point did that show lose me you know what i mean like when Ju- in jupiter's legacy it, w- it was a push it was a tug of war between the good and bad parts the even the kid like the kid who children are typically hard for me to relate to i i like children it's hard for me to relate to them even he became a relatable dynamic character throughout just the course and he you know he didn't age very much throughout the course of the show it just showed his growth and it was like man that's awesome but do you have to make me feel like shit to enjoy this because <laughs> man every storyline is tragic there's no storyline and, and, and i hope this isn't a spoiler for anyone who's interested but there's no storyline in this that will not give you tragedy the whole way through you know what i mean and there's several storylines and that's another thing they had three completely competent entertaining compelling storylines at the same time that's fucking hard dude yes that's real hard um because i've seen many shows fail like uh um inhumans inhumans (laughs) failed at having so many storylines with no payoff you know what i mean um yeah it's a it's a very common falling but sweet tooth man i give it a solid eight nice but i still can't recommend it for everyone at all times. Like you definitely have to be like, seriously, I binged it. And like, even Carolina was like, yo dude, you're, why are you so invested in this? I was like, it's not me. It's them. <laughs> they did this to me. It's so good. But yeah. Oh man. Sweet tooth. So, uh, the premise is, is that, uh, uh, an, an apocalyptic sickness, uh, sweeps over the planet an epidemic. Oh, and that's another part of the show is that it's, it's an, it's a, a large, a uh, portion of it is based around a small community and how 
they're trying to maintain some sense of normalcy during a epidemic, not just a pandemic, an epidemic. You know what I mean? Like a people are dying shit. Okay. So there's that happening. And directly after the sickness hits, all the humans born after the sickness hits are hybrids. So you have two normal humans having children and the children are coming out as hybrid animals. It's pretty funny. And so it is, I mean, that sounds funny. Just, just wait till they start talking about it. And that's actually like kind of going through the, the, the emotional turmoil of someone who's not expecting this. Fuck man. It's like, I wasn't ready for that shit. As a father, you, you watch someone who just became a new father. And I remember what that feeling is like. And to see someone go through that in utter dread, I had to stop that shit. I was like, nah, B, nah, stop. Like, I can't, I, I'm about to, 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 to break down watching this shit. Like, it's really, really evocative. Like, man, the, the whole premise of the show is very, very powerful. And I, and I don't know if it's trying to be allegorical to, to social situations today. I mean, but, what you described sounded like an allegory for show. Absolutely. I mean, the, 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 the the hybrids are treated like minorities. They are treated like minorities back in the day when minorities had no rights. You know what I mean? And and it, it they're they're <clears throat> capturing them and experimenting on them and they, dissecting them much in the same way that historically they did to black people in America. Henrietta Lack, Tuskegee experiments, syphilis. I mean, come on, people. Like, you know, look at what they did in Africa with the current pandemic. They wanted to test all of their shit in the live, you know, in, in the in the in the population of Africa, you know, and then refuse to accept any liability. This is the kind of shit that that they do. You know what I mean? So when I saw this happening to the hybrids, boy, was that shit triggering. I was like, Jesus, humans just won't fucking learn, man. Like and it, and, and it was the worst because you got to see interracial solidarity only to denigrate another race. And I'm just like, fuck. Like, just like real life. It, it, oh. Sweet Tooth makes me extremely, extremely depressed that the most creative minds in our, in our society can more imagine us in an apocalyptic world than they can imagine us fixing the world that we live in. They I mean, can't I don't even know imagine if that's us the, fixing that's this the way world. it is, though. You know what I mean? Because we never see them fix this world. We see the world end and then a new world arise, but we never see them fix the world we're in. And I mean, it's fake. Yeah, it's imaginary. So why can't we imagine that? You know? I, I mean, it's based on. I guess it depends on the story you're really trying to write. You know what I mean? And but it's also it's, a graphic novel. They have and material. and also like what's going to sell. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of times, it, see, it's, I don't like that narrative though. I don't. I don't think that. I understand, but that's I, at the end of the day, that's the bottom line, you know. They, th- but do we have a, a, a concrete example of like a good movie that represented that that failed? Because we had like Elysium, which was kind of supposed to be like you know fixing the world type of thing, but it wasn't a very good movie. You know what I mean? Like I want to see a really good movie that also kind of embodies you know a uh, uh, a, a better world. You know, and I'm not saying all the movies have to be that. I'm cool with my my post-apocalyptic movies. I like them. I watch them. But can we can we can we get anything else? You know what I mean? That's that's what I'm thinking. Like, not to say that these shouldn't exist, but it feels like there's a very narrow perspective when it comes to the genre. You know, why can't post-apocalypse also? You, you know, I, I guess we we have a negative connotation to apocalypse, so we assume that it's always bad. 
But I, I'd be interested to see a, a twist on that. I think there's a lot of storylines that can come out of, uh, you know, we fix the world. You know what I mean? You know, maybe there's new problems. You know, maybe there's other problems. But the fact that we can't, I've never seen someone imagine us fixing the world. We've always seen people imagine us destroying the world. I don't know. I just, and, I, and, and so I don't think that it's I mean, I've really, seen people do that in movies. I've just never seen it be the basis of the entire movie. Oh, like, like I've seen the movies that resolved mm-hmm. in which they fix the current uh, 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 paradigm. Yes, I mean outside of Star Trek. I mean that Star Trek is the only TV series I know where they fixed the world and then they went into the. Uh, I don't know about TV series. I haven't really watched any. But TV like well, movies, like, like, like oh, you know, you mentioned a movie called Space Sweepers. I think it was called. About, yeah, the um, I saw one. it. I'm gonna watch that. But anyway, sorry, that was an aside. Um, yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely asking because I'm interested because maybe I'm, I have a, a blind spot. Maybe I'm missing. No, I mean, I can't think of a specific movie name. I mm. just know that that's not a concept that's that yeah. foreign to me as far as movies is, is concerned. Yeah, you know, I just like to see more representation in that. Um, but yeah, you know, <sighs> Sweet Tooth, very good show, very good show. Definitely did not expect it. Oh, um. Shoot. Do you know the name Gosh. of Tank? Tank. Yeah. No. What's his name? Uh, let me see. Here. He fucking smashes Yo, that he, role, my nice, nigga. Man. He always does. That dude. Does. Gosh. That's what he does. His name is Nanzo Ananzi. Nanzo, Nanzo Ananzi. Ananzi. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. He um he was also in Game of Thrones. He played one yeah, of he the heads of Karth back in the mm-hmm. day. But um he was. gosh, his performance, dude. You know why they call me Tank? Because <laughs> yeah. you're a big, big, big black bastard. Think Tank, Harry. Yes. Ah, I love that. That was so good. Tank, man. Goodness. Yeah, man. I, I, I guess I can't say that Sweet Tooth is good again because I've said it a dozen times. <laughs> but just be ready for the roller coaster, dude. Be ready for the roller coaster. It's a fun. And, and just like a roller coaster, your heart's going to drop. And then it's going to go up. And then it's going to drop again. And it's going to take you in a circle. And it's going to spin you around. And then when you get to the stop, you're going to be like, did I enjoy that? Because... I feel exhilarated, but at the same time, I feel like, fuck, <laughs> did I did I do that to myself? I asked for this, didn't I? One of those make you thinkers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right, cool. Enough of me gushing over Sweet Tooth. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to a season two, I, but they haven't announced yet, which I'm surprised. But they, from what I understand from what I read, it got weird reviews because I'm, I'm pretty sure that people just weren't ready for the feels. And so instead <laughs> of just embracing... What they felt, they fucking said this is a bad movie. They tried bad to do the Disney Okie Doke, but it's hardest to do in live action. My nigga, can you feel? Really? I watched this <laughs> show and I read this article, and they said, "Hey, you know, the showrunners decided that they had to make the show less dark than the graphic novel, and that's when I decided I will never read that graphic novel. I'm not interested in that graphic novel whatsoever. If it's, it's darker really than the show, the show is dark, my nigga." The show is dark. At one point, the guy is trying to save his wife, and he's finding out that the medicine is something that he's absolutely not willing to to make himself. And I'm just like, that's dark as shit. (laughs) When the the whole scene that leads into that, like, wow. But yeah, definitely, man. I couldn't imagine getting any darker than what they just did, than what they portrayed. (laughs) But yeah, okay, moving on from that. Um, ooh, so this was this was uh buzzing in the gaming sphere, and I thought it was real interesting because it just once again talking about how trash gamers are. Like the community of gamers is not a community of people that genuinely understand shit. <laughs> they don't they don't care. They just they they're young, 
they're ignorant to most of the things that are going on in the industry. And as such, they, they just do wild brass shit. So with that leading into the topic, Capcom is under a lot of legal pressure right now because the artist, there was, there's an artist who has brought up a very credible lawsuit that they stole the textures that they use in the Resident Evil 4 logo from them. And so they're suing, rightfully so. And I'm assuming that they're suing because when they approached them to say, hey, you have assets of ours. Here's the proof you have our assets. They said, fuck you. Pretty much. That's what that sounds like. That's where I draw the line. That's where I draw the line. Capcom, if, if, if what they did, and I'm not supporting this, but I'm understanding that as artists, like most artists do, they probably jacked something. I get it. But once you get caught jacking something, you got to pay up. Got to pay me, boy. And it's not even like it's an individual artist. It's not like a, an underground rapper with a sample. This is fucking Capcom, nigga. Pay the person. Pay them. <laughs> and guess what? If you owe them a lot more than you would have originally paid them, it's your fault for stealing it in the first place. So the fact that 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 Capcom, I'm assuming, didn't capitulate to their request in the beginning, I think shows a certain lack of good faith on Capcom's part. But then to see the Capcom fanboys saying that this artist is a a a, a, a whore and a money grabber and and out to 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 be a petty uh, litigious bitch, as they say, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. He, she's not suing some other underground artist who doesn't have the money to pay the, her. She's suing a corporation that stole directly from her. And they're talking about statutes of limitations and all of this bullshit. You motherfuckers deserve all of the shit that happens to you. When I, when I say you motherfuckers, I mean Capcom fanboys. When they don't get what they want, when their games are delayed and they don't get good games and their games are rife with microtransactions, they deserve that shit. (laughs) They deserve that shit. They have propped up this company to be abusive to the very creators that are generating the shit that they that they make money off of. And you want to defend them against paying the people who created the assets that they made money off of? Whatever. (laughs) This one's a pretty clear cut case. They're going to have to settle. They're going to have to settle. It was so bad that they didn't even change the file names of the assets. Both. Like she and, and, and the only reason why she found out that they stole her assets was because of the leaks that came last year from Resident <laughs> Evil. Because they, they are still building on that asset. They're still using the core asset to revise the Resident Evil logo rather than having remade it with with their own artists. You know, and, and I get it. It's not Capcom board that decided to steal from her. It was an individual artist at Capcom who didn't want to do their job and so grabbed a, a texture that was already made and used it. You're still liable, Capcom. You're still liable. You're still liable for the malfeasance of your employees. It is what it is. If we hold employees accountable for for the shit that that, that happens like if, if I'm going to hold you know uh designers at 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 Blizzard accountable for for feeding into designing bad games I got to hold Capcom accountable for stealing art assets it's it, it, it it's all part and parcel we can't these people work for the company willingly Capcom is doesn't have indentured servants 
nor do they have slaves. These people work for them willingly. Capcom chose to employ that person. Capcom chose not to do anything about it when they when they submitted stolen assets. So yeah, Capcom's liable. You know, it's one of those things. There's no reason why why Capcom should be held to a different standard than anyone else who's stealing. I just don't see it. But yeah, I'm interested to see if they actually take it to court. But I'm pretty sure they're going to settle because it's a pretty close, open and close case. Yeah, that's an easy win right there. You mean like they, like they didn't even change the, like she only knew the assets were her because they used the same name. Like I don't know many artists who use exactly the same naming conventions for their files. Yeah. Every artist I know uses different naming conventions. No, that's, that's super good news for her, son. And there's nothing better than fucking lazy criminals. Yes. <laughs> also, like copyright law is cut and dry, so the fan the and that's the, why I don't understand. The stands yeah. can say whatever, whatever they want because they, <laughs> they don't really know copyright law, and they have no effect on the outcoming case. So. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's like, yeah, oh, but the thing. court's not going to uphold a frivolous lawsuit from a well, small thank person. You, to- Mister Lawyer Person, I'm still going to go to the court and let the judge decide. And though. also, the law, the, the courts love frivolous lawsuits. Look at look at music copyright. Isn't like. Isn't that that's like, why I said right? it's cut and dry? Like, yeah, it's like we have enough like, precedent to know that what they did was wrong. <laughs> yeah, like you can you can flail about all you want to, but I'm the longer like, you go without giving her her money back, the more it leaves them open to punitive damages. You know, and it doesn't require us to be armchair lawyers to see that w- the law was broken. Like everyone's like, oh, you don't know the law, and I'm like. I don't have to be a lawyer to be able to understand that the law was broken, especially when we have so many examples of this happening. This isn't new shit. This ain't Napster. We know exactly what happens and when you steal like, art assets. It's a texture, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a fucking texture. That's wild specific. It's very difficult very. to create the exact same, same texture And that's what some of the people were saying. Like, that's like, nigh impossible. <laughs> the likelihood of creating a pixel-for-pixel pixel recreation yeah, no, of a texture it's, it's is fucking ignorant. Yeah, like, no. <laughs> But yeah, so that was interesting coming That's across the. Good uh, for you, girl. That's cut and dry. Oh yeah, she gonna be big money on that shit because Capcom and it's Resident Evil Four, so that means that it's what, what was Resident Evil Four two thousand and seven. I don't even know. It's Significant amount of time. Yeah, it's, it's been a, it's wild. been a long time. You know what I mean? And and the fact of the matter is is that usually, now let's just well I'm, I'm gonna use uh music um copyright cases as you know just a. Uh, a gauge for where we might see this go. If she wins, they're not going to award her a flat fee. No. They're going to award her royalties. Yeah. Or they're going to give her the option to choose because she had that option taken from her when they stole it. So they, they, she has, she might have the option to receive a royalty on everything that the Resident Evil 4 logo and all derivative logos is printed on. She, she could be a shit. A multi, multi, multi millionaire after this. Big money. Because you use her asset to make all that money that you made, she's entitled to a portion a of portion it. A portion of it. And <laughs> even if it's 1%, you know what 1% of that budget is? <laughs> that's a big, big amount. No, that's pretty dope, man. That, that's a super fuck up from a major company. Most mm-hmm. people don't get that lucky. Real talk. But yeah, moving on from that, let's jump into some entertainment news. I did see... um. I'm gonna start out with the with a bit of a solemn one here. R.I.P. to Clarence Williams the third. Are you familiar with him? Not by name, no. Uh the 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 tale tale teller in Tales from the Hood. Oh remember? Yeah. Um what else was he in? He's in a bunch of stuff, but he always plays like that eccentric, crazy, older black guy. 
kind of on the horror end, but he's played a ton of other roles as well. But that's the ones that I knew him best for. Um, God, what else was he in? Shit, off the top of my head, I can't remember. Um, <laughs> he has such iconic. He has such an iconic face. Man. Yeah, his face. I can <laughs> see his face in a lot of a lot of roles. I can't yeah, put my he finger was on in them. the Mod Squad. Mod Squad. Yes, he was in the Mod Mod Squad. Yep, that was with um uh uh Omar Epps. I don't remember actually. That was that's been so, so long ago. It was him, Omar Epps. I remember it was it was a white lady and a white guy. It was two <laughs> black guys, a white lady and a white white guy on the, the that Mod Squad, right? Or am I not remembering that correct? I don't remember. It's been too long. Too long. But yeah. uh... He was in Half Baked. Half Baked. That's right. He yes, he was Samson. He was Samson in Half Baked. Talk to Samson. <laughs> Which part of Jamaica? Uh, By the beach. Uh, he was also. Um, he played Bumpy Johnson in American yep, Gangster. Yeah, Bumpy Johnson. Yeah, you see what, what I'm saying? saying? Like he just had so yeah. many iconic roles, man. He did. He like did. just he killed did. him. I mean, as your boy, um, uh, what's his name, Mickey Ruck may know he was also in Law and Order. You know what I'm saying? Ah. <laughs> Yo, Mickey Rourke. That's how Mickey Rourke knows him from Law and Order. <laughs> but yeah, man. You know, not to make light of it, but you know, he was honestly he brought a lot of entertainment to our lives. I can't yeah, think about yeah. him without be about thinking about the joy that he brought to my life. So while it is solemn to give him an R.I.P., he lived. He did live a very uh, productive life, and so. Rest in peace. You were appreciated while you were here. I hope you felt like you got the accolades that you deserve because I know that a lot of the older black artists, they don't get what they deserve. And so definitely wanted to shout him out on that. But uh, yeah, dude, did you see Issa Rae was cast as Spider-Woman in the next Into the Spider-Verse? I'm I'm excited about that. I'm dumb excited about that shit. I love that shit. I saw this tweet the other day that was really like, that really encapsulates like how I feel about a lot of industries today. And it's, uh, it, it said, uh, there's not a single industry that black women aren't doing amazing things in. Give me more of that shit, please. And thank you. <laughs> and I was like, yes, like really Still, what industry period, hands down. No, I don't give a fuck. Name a industry that there isn't black women doing amazing things in. Oh, speaking of which, uh, I don't remember her name, but there's a little black girl that's uh, um going on to be the, the youngest person uh, working for youngest NASA intern. At like fourteen years old, I don't remember. Oh her name. yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that image come across my um, my thing, uh, uh, my my Instagram feed. C-SPAN was po- oh, not C-SPAN. CNN was posting about it. Yeah, filming doing big things. But black yeah, women out you know, here filming. It's just it, it's so funny because while black women are doing great things, it's not special. They've always been doing great things. Thanks. Y'all niggas are just. Just now noticing Late to the how game. amazing Black Catherine women Johnson, been. that's her name. I'm sorry? Catherine Johnson. Catherine Johnson's big up yourself. Mathematician. Dude. Dude, kid mathematicians are the most, they, they, they are the most amazing and unsettling thing that I've, <laughs> that I've experienced, babe. When you see little kids who understand, whose brains work like, because my brain doesn't work mathematically like that. Like, I can do math, but my brain doesn't fundamentally function in mathematical processes. These kids, that's how their brain functions. They think like that. And that's why they're so fluent in that language. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's really like a language to them. Yeah, it's pretty epic. Actually, that was a mistake. Her name is Catherine Johnson. That's the previous lady that worked for NASA. That was super dope. I think that's who the um the Hidden Figures Fig- movie was Oh, she was, was one about? of the Hidden Figures. Yeah, there was three so. ladies that Hidden Figures was about. Yeah. But this young lady's name is Alina, and she's 12 years old, so that's my bad. Alina Johnson? And she's graduating. It doesn't say her last name oh, okay. in this one. 
Oh, this probably because of child. Yeah. Child. You gotta keep but, it um, yeah, shout out to you for being 12 and being a NASA intern, bro. That's that's, that's amazing. <laughs> that's pretty fucking good. That is baller shit. But yeah, back to the to the topic at hand. Issa Rae. Not that that's, yeah. you know, yeah. being an answer spider versus a sad second to be the youngest NASA intern ever. But hey man, it's still not quite a competition. An not a competition. <laughs> it is not. You're, you're right. right. Yeah, dude, I'm very excited. I I love Issa Rae's performance. I think she's an amazing performer when it comes to her acting, yeah, and so I'm great. very excited to see what she does vocally because I've I've always seen her act. I've never heard her vocal performance. And one thing I will absolutely say, they are not the same thing. Mm-mm. There's actors who I I enjoy both their vocal and their live performance, but it is so different. Like listening to um like Malcolm Jamal Warner. <laughs> have you ever heard his voice acting no oh it's epic At least I don't that nigga's so. voice acting is stupid good it's really really good because he does like young black kids very well which makes sense mm-hmm. you know he practiced that a lot <laughs> but um yeah like i love when actors cross into vocal um, performance jk simmons jk simmons who's uh both um fucking omni man and of course all the other stuff he does mm-hmm. and then you know you have um i, I just love uh, dynamic vocal actors. Um, his last name is Lamar. Oh, um, Phil Lamar. Phil Lamar. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Phil Lamar has He's so amazing. many fucking voices, bro. Oh yeah. And Static an shot. amazing real life actor. Yeah. Amazing real life actor. I Marvin. Love Phil Lamar. Got Lamar. shot in the head by uh, uh, uh what's his name? <laughs> fucking John Travolta in yeah, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the one. Phil Lamar got shot in the head by John Travolta in Pulp Fiction. That was him. Mm-hmm. That was hilarious, man. <laughs> he's shot good, him. Man. He's also like the like Green Lantern, fucking. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he's um John Jones in, in certain productions of of Justice League. Yeah, he gets around, man. Phil Lamar's the shit, definitely. So yeah, definitely. I'm def- I'm looking forward to uh Easter Ray's uh performance as Spider Woman and Enter the Spider Verse. I'm sorry, that's super exciting. Yeah. Dude, and, and Enter the Spider-Verse is amazing to begin with. Yeah. Like, it, 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 it was I'm, such a, a great movie. Can't wait to see where they go with this one. Mm-hmm. I just found out about fucking uh, uh, The Amazing Spiders, man. Yes, I've never heard of that nigga. I've never world. read a comic with this nigga in it. Evidently, he's a thing. <laughs> he's a sentient colony of spiders. Yo, okay. I was like, that is the book. craziest I was like, all right, fuck it, guys. I mean, why not? Right? You've done everything else. Pretty much. Like, there's been every iteration of Spider-Man. There's a black Spider-Man. There's a Hispanic Spider-Man. Fuck it. Why not a Spider-Man made out of spiders? Spider-Spider-Man. Come on. feel me? It's in the name. It's the next logical (laughs) step. (laughs) Oh, man. But yeah, Into the Spider-Verse is going to be a a great, um, I think, uh, example of how to follow up. Because I I really don't doubt that it's going to be an amazing movie. and Usually when the bar is set so high for by the first movie, I'm very, very trepidatious about the following uh, productions because uh, <laughs> I've, I've been let down a lot, to say the least. But this one, I'm actually, I don't have that feeling. I don't yeah. feel like they're going to drop the ball on this at all. I feel like the only downside to this one is Mahershala Ali won't be in it. Ah! Because he was the uncle, right? Yeah. He was, oh, but Pro- oh, did Prowler die? No. Yeah, he, he, he died and he was the King he gave, killed him. Yeah, Fuck, he became yeah. the inspiration for Miles to um to be a stop being a bitch. Yeah. Damn. And 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 that's once again, this is why I do not have any doubts whatsoever. That 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 movie hit on the music, mm. animation, oh, really good. vocal performance, storyline. Like what what else do you want from a movie? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like 
yeah, it's just it's too good, too good. And it has the my, my favorite kingpin design of all time. Yo, <laughs> big square kingpin is fucking terrifying. Nigga. Fritz kingpin is the best because you know um uh, no Sergeant Pyle kingpin was good. He's pretty. He cool. was good. But Big Square Kingpin Bro. is the fucking most <laughs> indomitable thing I've ever seen. Because Shout out to Liam Shriver. I didn't even know that was him that oh, played what? Kingpin. That was him? Yeah. Damn. Because, you know, I've always, one thing that I've, and, and I'm about to nerd out a bit. Having been someone who's followed Marvel since 92. So I'm going in, what, almost 29 years now? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of years. That's probably bad math, but it's a <laughs> lot of years. Um... Kingpin has always had very high combat stats. Absolutely. And I've never understood why. Me either. Never. <laughs> Yo, see all this fat? I've it's never, muscle fat, my yeah, dude. I, 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 I never understood also, that. Also, I got the cardio to keep up with all this body yeah, weight. Evidently. <laughs> but you know what really kind of like kind of fixed me on that? Wrestling? When I went to Japan and saw actual sumos. Mm-hmm. My nigga, have you ever seen somebody who has a six-pack on top of their gut? Yo, Yo, my nigga, that is so intimidating because you're like, wait a second. This isn't right because that is a sign of strength and power and and speed. And he's supposed to not have those things. Bro, I've been watching some of those um, like sumo knockout videos. Bro, they're ridiculous. Bro. Like, especially those knockouts that come in like seconds, like a millisecond after they fucking call. I'm like, yeah, niggas out. I was like, I'm done. Rewind, what happened? But this is why uh, NFL linemen train with sumos. That makes sense. Good NFL linemen. And it started with the Hawaiian ones. There was a lot of Hawaiian um, NFL linemen who would make it into the NFL. And part of their training regiment was to train with sumos. Needless to say, because they had the body shape for it, they yeah. had the they they naturally produced that kind of girth. So they I used like, it well. I was also thinking like that reminded me because Yokozuna, which I didn't know Absolutely. when I was a kid, Samoan, he was yeah. Samoan, and like uh, until I was an adult, I did not mm-hmm. know like oh shit, it's not even Japanese. Yeah, but it, it's so crazy when you say, because you don't think sumo is about uh, strikes. People don't right. realize that yeah. sumo has a lot of strikes. That's why E Honda has the thousand hand mm-hmm. slap because sumo strikes are so fast. You usually don't see them. <laughs> what? You do, like that's the Lightning part that fast, blows bro. my mind. When I was in Japan, I got to watch the um the sumo championships in 2007 in Nagoya. My nigga, yo, the respect that I gained for those men. Yeah. Out of control. But anyway, back to what we were talking about. Uh, this is shit is tangent central. Uh, fucking kingpin. Big Square Kingpin is the it, it, it totally brought that full circle for me. It was like, oh yeah, that nigga is an indomitable force of of, 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 of power. <laughs> He's an energizer, uh, D battery. Yeah, man. So that was really cool. Moving on from that, another entertainment news. <sighs> you know, you know what the deep sigh means, nigga. <laughs> I got mixed feelings about this next one. <sighs> Matrix Four. Oh, yeah, they, they've they been working on that. I know, but do you feel confident in their ability to produce a fourth Matrix? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm just, the Wachowski the, brothers the, are on top of it, so I am heartened by that. But the Matrix series was declining. I don't think that the third one was bad, but it wasn't as good as the second one, and the second one wasn't as good as the first one. Right, I agree with that, but um, I'm really just sort of like uh, uh, you know, really wait and see, but like I, I, I have faith because 
The Wachowskis don't really make movies for no reason, right? Absolutely. I feel like they have something. The only reason why they would make this movie is because they have something to say. True. And so that's why I'd be interested to see it. But that being said, their last movie, Jupiter Ascending? That shit was epic bad. You feel me? That shit was big bad. You feel me? Enough said. So, so it's like, you know. Oh, it's, they did so that? It's a wait and see. I'm pretty they sure. They did let me, let me not put that evil on them mistakenly. Uh, yeah, please, because that is an evil. Because, no, I mean... Let's just put it this way. Jupiter's legacy was better than Jupiter's ascending. That's fucked up. Big. <laughs> I'm talking big facts here. Jupiter's ascending was so fucking bad. Ugh. How do you take space werewolves and make them whack? Space yeah, werewolves, yeah, my nigga. by the Wachowskis. Yeah, Ugh. definitely. Terrible. So... As I can, as I was saying, I have I think a reasonable enough yeah, uh, reason you know not I mean? to be confident in this, but I am a huge Matrix fan. Yeah, Keanu's the man, man. I'm you know a saying? very big Matrix fan, and uh, they they recently picked up Christina Ricci mm-hmm. to be on the cast, and I'm just like, I. From what I've seen of her, I don't know what she's gonna bring. Even though I'm not I mean, going you can't to discount know anyway. that she can be. It's the Matrix. She, yeah. The Wachowskis. All the characters are weird in the in the Wachowski, That's true. In the Matrix. Because I didn't really expect Cornell West to show people. up. I didn't expect. Yo, he's Cornel got West. my favorite lines in almost any movie yes. ever, which Hit him is with like, it. yo, what is that? Understanding is not a prerequisite to compliance. Yes. That's yes. my favorite line in any movie. When he said that shit's money, I was like, yo, write that That's down. That's hard as fuck. Write that down. Understanding is not a prerequisite for compliance. Well, we do what the fuck. That's Jamaican parenting in a oh, nutshell, yes. right there. That's oh, why, yes. I, that's why that resonated so much with me. It's do what you were raised t- to believe. Do, that. What <laughs> do what I tell you. Don't ask me no questions. You don't need to know why I told you to do what I told you. Just fucking do it. Yeah, so I, I just I, I, that one came across the feed. I was like, ah, ooh, I have strong feelings about this. But I don't know if all of my feelings are merited because I, mean, I could just. I'm gonna have to wait for my the first personal. trailer. You know what I mean? That's gonna Very let true. me know, really. Absolutely. You know what? That's what I'm gonna do. I'm absolutely gonna hold, reserve any major emotional ties I have to it until after I at least see a trailer. Yeah, at least see a trailer. Like to let, let 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 us know what we're getting into. Because, like yeah. you said, The Matrix was revolutionary, and The Matrix oh, revolutions and and the other one were. Not Matrix Reloaded and then Matrix Revolutions. The yeah, one. those other two, those other two movies had great moments, but overall they were just and perfect. That's exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I feel a hundred percent the same way on that. Um, I really loved Seraph when they introduced him. Yeah, I thought that was bro. a great character. I love the twins. I love the twins. I love the the Animatrix. The 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 uh, yo. Can we talk about the transmedia tie-ins for? That was also for, like for, uh, so this? far ahead of its time because. Yo, dude, do you remember that they hid scenes from the movies in, in the, the video yep. games? Mm-hmm. In the video games, my I nigga. Remember playing that. You I could love not that game. understand the full Matrix movies without playing the video games. Because you will not understand the... First of all, they put a fight with Roy Jones Jr. and Seraph <laughs> in Body the... Head? That shit was so raw. Okay? Because everybody... Because it was... It was a, it's an age-old fight that everyone talks about. Yeah, Tyson versus Bruce Lee. Versus, yeah, it's boxing, oh, it, yeah, it's, it's yeah. the age-old fight. Martial arts, we boxing. Which, um, who was it? Uh, Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen yeah. did a Mike Tyson-Johnny Yen fight in Ip Man, Man 3. or 3? I think it was 3. 3, yeah. Oh, boy. I love those fights. Those are some of the best fights. The, the, the... The style mix up. <laughs> when you mix up styles like that, like... Yo, I also love how... <laughs> 
Uh, unrealistically cocky. I mean, I guess it's not really unrealistically cocky for uh, for Mike Tyson. But oh like, yeah, no, no, he's. I remember a time like when that. like Danny Yen like kicked his hands and he blocked it with his fist and he was he just kind of like shakes him off and he's like, right, come on, I'm like, yeah, get yeah, the fuck yeah, out yeah, of yeah, my yeah, face. That shit was hot. Yeah, come on, bro, that was hot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was dope, but like, yo, Danny Yen kicks you. You're not gonna block Danny Yen's Hell fist. No. With kicks your fist. First of all. That implies that your arm is as strong as his leg. And that oh, just man. isn't normal. It it's very rare that someone's arms are as strong as their legs. Even if they skip leg day every every week. Your legs are naturally stronger than your arms because you stand on them all fucking day. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, yo, my nigga, if you punch someone's kick, you better be super confident in your punches. But yeah, nah, dude. Ugh. Definitely looking forward to the, let's say the first... Uh, trailer to see if yeah, we can get we'll some hype. we'll see. To, like, dip our feet in that to see what's going on, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, Keanu's been on a pretty good run, but the Yo, Keanu hasn't missed. Because even, know, even, even the one thing that he's put out recently that was negatively received, which was Cyberpunk 2077, nobody complained about his contribution <laughs> to that game. His contribution to that game was flawless. Feel me? And then on top of that, that nigga also contributed the motorcycle to the game. That's he dope. His company designed the motorcycle that is in Smart Cyberpunk, man. by the way, Smart man. he owns a. Co- oh, I wish I knew what the name of his motorcycle company is. That shit is Speaking dope. Speaking of um, Donnie Yen and uh, uh, Keanu Reeves, Donnie Yen just got um, uh, uh, casted in John Wick Four. Ooh, they got about to throw this po- this pad across the room. <laughs> That's gonna be fire, my nigga. Because yo, listen, I know that there's people who don't like the John Wick series, but if you watch John Wick Three and you see what they did with Holly Berry's character and you don't understand that, that this is fresh. one of the most that was this so is fresh. one of the most innovative, well-written, best choreographed action series to date. Then you're just you just don't like action movies, which is your right. But just shut the fuck up. That shit is amazing. Hell yeah, <laughs> amazing. Hell fuck yeah. Uh, and then and then to I love I love the fact that they worked in in the first one like how he went on this rabid killing spree because they stole his dog. I love that, that. shit. It made I, I was love, like yes. That was my favorite thing about the movie <laughs> is that you can see the entire movie unfolding in the opening credits. Absolutely. I was like, yo, this thing is gonna kill his dog, isn't he? Yep. Yep. Oh, oh, this is dope. Everyone's oh, gonna die. Oh, shit, this is dope. Everyone's it's like gonna catch you it. knew what to expect, but they still did such an amazing job with and it. And then the they turned time. it into a fucking assassin series. Yo. Okay, at first I thought Common, it was like Common was Vengeance for the Dog. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh my gosh. Like the whole the whole idea that this this started with a guy who wanted revenge for his dog, and now it's like a whole Spiraled world of, of control, assassins yeah. and favors and crazy shit. I'm like, that is really you good. You guys did a good job. Yeah. Kudos. Yeah. Now this is out of love that they call this one Last Action Hero because this movie, <laughs> this movie is like the kind of movie that kind of sets the bar really high, and we're gonna have a long time till we get that again. Definitely. You know what I mean? Not yeah. just a great action movie, but an, a, series a series of action yeah. movies that that keep the bar high, that don't sell out, that keep on producing well and strong story. Like, I don't know if how many more times you're going to get that. You know what I mean? That's going to be a tough one. Because when was the last time we had a good action series like that other than Mission Impossible? Uh, and, and Mission Impossible, I wouldn't even put in that genre because it's mostly espionage. Yeah, Definitely. John Wick is all shoot you in the face, motherfucker. I love that shit. <laughs> we it, haven't, it, yeah, such there haven't been you know? too many series like that, really modern, that isn't already a reproduction of something that was pre-existing. And all of them, the ones that I know that are good are, oh, speaking of our boy, wasn't he in Artemis, uh, Hotel Artemis? Uh, the dude, uh, 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 I can't pronounce his name. Tank. 
Oh no, he wasn't. He wasn't? Oh, okay. no, my that bad. was um that was Brian Tyree Henry. Oh, okay, my mistake. Which also another great African American yeah. actor, you know and what I mean? Sterling but he's also K. that Brown. similar. Yeah. Another great black actor. Woo. And so uh you know, Artemis uh, Hotel Artemis was a good action movie, not a series. Yeah. I still wouldn't put that in John Wick uh category because it takes so much to make multiple movies without getting whacked. Mm-hmm. Not an easy thing to do. I mean, I guess Taken? I didn't. I, I Taken wasn't good after the first one, in my opinion. True. Taken 2 and 3 was just True, Taken yeah, 1. It wasn't, it wasn't John as Wick strong as 2 the and others, 3 point. were, yes, John Wick shooting people in the face, but the little tidbits of story in between were very different. Yeah. They I developed mean, there were three line. different stories. You yeah. Know what I mean, Taken was just one story, story that happened three, three different times. It, 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 was, it was a story <laughs> about a bad father who didn't <laughs> learn to be a better father over three movies. Oh, that's funny. Is it to me? Taken. <laughs> Even though, yes, Taken One did have that line, which is like, iconic, <laughs> iconic. Until we learned that Liam Neeson tried to beat black people to skills. death with a bat, then we realized, oh fuck! But only if he saw one going down the street <laughs> while he, he was didn't encounter there. one, right? <laughs> I'm like, bro, do you just don't get it, do you? Like, it doesn't make it better that you failed at your racist assault t- attempt. That doesn't make it better. <laughs> but anyway, let's not go too deep down that rabbit hole because we have plenty of very difficult things to talk about in in the remainder of the show so we'll move past that um moving on into some other uh social topics ah, another uh heartfelt r.i.p uh little uh little dirk his, his brother his oh, older okay. brother was shot and killed Damn, in sad. a chicago uh strip club well, not in the chicago strip club in a shootout at a chicago strip club and this is another one that it really, it really digs, it, it hurts because it, it reminds me of when Maxwell Cream's brother was killed. It's like, these guys, I don't know how much of, how many of them are actually in the streets. Because when you think about it, yes, there's a lot of niggas in the streets. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that a lot of these rappers aren't really in the streets. So the likelihood that their family is in the streets when they're not in the streets probably isn't very high. And so the fact that Dirk is at the height that he's at and the likelihood is that he's not in the streets like that makes me feel like his brother probably caught an unjust one. And so it's that's what that's what hurts so bad about it is that a lot of these rappers families are just street adjacent. And that's not there's plenty of street adjacent people who do dumb shit and get themselves wrapped up. But being street street adjacent doesn't automatically put you as as a target. It never has and it never should. You know what I mean? That's part of how gangs used to keep their legitimacy is that they would protect street adjacent people. You know what I mean? Like they can't. And so the idea that it's just open season now, I don't know if this is just the young boy shit. You know what I mean? Because I come from an older school generation of, of people who were in the streets or, or I'm the byproduct of an older generation of people who are in the streets. So I understand certain, um, you know, certain boundaries. But, and, and this younger generation just doesn't have those boundaries. It's a different game because that's how it feels. It feels like, okay, these are not just like the streets. It's not like how the violence used to be back in the day. When, you know, you'd have conflict and or so forth and people would get hurt. This this has no rules. 
There's no rules of engagement here. There's no, there's no uh, actual like, oh, you know, this is a, a thing that that is part of a greater context. These are just people who are in the wrong place at the wrong time, and you can't that that can't be sustained. You can't keep murdering people like that. That's that's a that's a game that ends very very short. You know, you 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 could look up all of the the, the street niggas you want. None of them who just wantonly go in the street. All the shooters, shooters don't get old and go to Miami. You know what I mean? And so, like, I I really feel for for a lot of these street adjacent niggas who are just trying to live. You know what I mean? Support people they love. You know, be there in in, in a scene that they ingratiate, and because of that, they're caught up in a crossfire. You know what I mean? Especially when when. I think in some of these situations, the crossfire wasn't meant for them. You know, they, they were just in the wrong, as I said, the wrong place at the wrong time. So I want to send some condolences out to, to, uh, to Lil Dirk. You know, continued condolences to Maxo Cream. You know, to anybody who's lost someone who's adjacent to this, this scene. But I hope that, <clears throat> and, and in no way, shape, or form do I want to implicate uh people who make violent music in the commission of violent crimes that's not a thing but if you want to change the air around you if you want to attract new things to you if you want to be in a different place then you have to do different things you cannot Stay in the streets, rap about violence, and think that all of the good things that you do for 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 some of the people in your hood are going to carry you to safety. That's not how that works, you know. And, and and this was the this was the this was the tragedy of Nip. Everyone thought that Nip was safe because he was building the community, and I mean. Building the community, buying property, building uh, 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 businesses, empowering people. And we all thought that, that that kept Nip safe. That's not how it fucking works. You got, if, if you're going to be in the streets, you're opening yourself up to a lot of things. And so if you're going to do that, I would hope that you would cultivate an air of humility at very least i know there's ops and the ops are going to look at you as weak but guess what the ops didn't fuck with you in the beginning who cares if they think you're weak they're going to attack you no matter what they're going to they're going to fuck with you no matter what so why wouldn't you put better things into the air so that at least you attract less of that Cause you attract what you put out. If I walked out of my house every day and talked about gun bussing, I'm going to attract other people around me who, who like gun bussing. But if I go out of my house and I preach other things, I want to attract different things to me. That doesn't mean that if I go out and talk about gun bussing, it's my fault. If in the, the, the act of living, someone starts shooting and I get hit. No, obviously that's the person who shot you's fault. But 
you can do things to make your life better and you can do things to make the, the, the life of the people around you better if that's your goal. You know what I mean? And it's about playing the numbers game. You're just trying to reduce chances as low as possible because there's never any zero chance of danger in the streets. There's never any chance of zero danger, but you can minimize it. There is things that we can do to keep ourselves safer than we were otherwise. And so I hope that we can start moving towards an air of that because unfortunately, not only do we lose rappers, but we lose people near rappers. You know, we lose people and these are all still valuable people. I value the people around rappers as much as I do the rapper because those people are also doing amazing things to prop up their art. And so that is just as valuable as the person who's creating art, in my opinion. And so, yeah, you know, we got to we have to, we we have to take our safety into our own hands because the world isn't making it safer for us. There's no one out there who is who is thinking about the safety of us and our loved ones. And so while it might not be our fault, that doesn't mean that we are helpless. That doesn't mean that we have zero agency in what happens to us. And so that's the that's the major message that I hope to take away from from this is that just each and every one of us have to acknowledge the danger in the world around us and do our personal best, you know what I mean, to, to, to do what we can to change that air around us. Because that's, the, that's, that's all we can do. You know, otherwise, we're just increasing the chances of bad things happening to us rather than decreasing them. And that's all we could do. You know, these things aren't solely reliant on us. We're not shooting ourselves. You know, so granted, there's other people involved in this, but... That doesn't mean you're powerless to do things that can help keep you safe. And that's the part that I think that a lot of people are, are obfuscating. They're either on the side of, you know, the music is the problem or the music has zero to do with it. And it's like, or hear me out, it's somewhere in the middle. The music might not be the cause of the problem, but it's correlated with the problem. And so if there's correlation there, then that means that you can affect things. You can. You know, and, and we can we can play ourselves and say that, no, 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 not going to do it. Or we could just do better. <laughs> we could just do better. It, it really is like you can't tell me that the only, you know, making music about violence and all of this stuff that, that is negative and drug use and 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 misogyny and all that stuff. While I absolutely support your right to make it, you can't tell me that you're making it to to benefit the community. You're making it to benefit yourself. Because you think that's what sells. And I hear you. But at some point, unless, unless you just don't care, you're going to run up against a fucked up situation. And I think that that's what a lot of artists start running up against, is that they started making music because of the feeling. But when they realized that they had a responsibility, they weren't mature enough to deal with it. And you do have a responsibility to the things you say, just like I do. You know, just like Trump does. You know, when Trump gets kicked off of Facebook, it's not because he didn't say anything. It's not because he didn't incite an insurrection. It's because he did. And so you might not like him getting banned, but it's absolutely plausible and necessary. (laughs) It's like, it's one of those things. You know, Cat Cat Williams said it the best. Like, no one likes out of bounds, but the out of bounds is there for the benefit of everything. Not even just everyone. Like, the game literally doesn't exist without the out of bounds, or else we all up in the stands. And he was absolutely a thousand percent right. The out of bounds is there for a reason. Let's 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 honor it rather than just 
walk over it. You know what I mean? Because a lot of this shit that the young dudes are doing today in the music is out of bounds. Way out of bounds. Just absolutely out of bounds. You know what I mean? And I think that that's why the violence today is so much worse than it was before. Like, every single week, there's multiple rappers being shot. Let's just be let's be, let's be 100. I have never experienced the violence in rap like it has been today. Not to say that rap hasn't been violent. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's a lot worse today. And it's objectively worse. We can look at the numbers. We know how many people are shot. So, you know, I... I, I, I I, I say all of that to bring this full circle. Condolences to Lil Durk. Rest in peace to his brother. Let's each and every one of us do what we can do to make this situation never happen again. Uh, you know what? Let's let's hit it. anonymous targeting Elon Musk. <laughs> I think this is hilarious. So Bitcoin recently had their their international conference forum, something that they do in reference to the the cryptocurrency market, um, centered around Bitcoin. And uh, they got this asshole supporting Dogecoin who fucking interrupted the conference and was jumping on stage, being a a, a fool. But um, the interruption of the of the Bitcoin conference seemed to have uh, alerted. Or just kind of tipped anonymous over the edge to say, you know what? This is just a destructive, unnecessary force in this market. And I assume anonymous uh, traffics very heavily in Bitcoin. And so they are not interested whatsoever <laughs> in Elon Musk's, Elon Musk's chicanery when it comes to his manipulation of the Bitcoin and cryptocurrency market at large. And so they're like, yo, stop what you're doing or we coming at you, homie. Which I listen. Listen, it, 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 if you run up against anonymous, you've really does you've made yourself a public nuisance. I'm sorry, I've never seen anonymous attack somebody who was not very much in need of being taken down a peg. Never, I haven't seen him do it. You know what I mean? And so, definitely, if anonymous is is coming, and you know me, I've always purported that Elon Musk is a shit bag and that. His answer to the ills of Earth's problems is to go to Mars. And so clearly he's not somebody who cares much about humans. So I've never really thought that he was here for any good purpose whatsoever. But the fact that Anonymous is coming at him is kind of throwing a lot of people in the in, in in the Internet sphere on the side of, huh, maybe we should start being a little bit more critical of Mr. Musk. But I mean, I think his name is Musk. Come on. Who trusts a stanky ass nigga, though? I thought that was funny. Fucking Elon Musk being targeted by Anonymous, who I'm sure in the past people thought that they were in cahoots. People probably thought, but, you know, Anonymous has attacked PayPal before, which we all know. That's Elon Musk's uh, pride and joy. That's that's the one that pays him. That's the one that pays him because he don't make money off of SpaceX and Tesla. That's for sure. But um, PayPal, that's the venture that really keeps his coffers filled. And so, yeah, it's, you know... I think it, it it's long overdue for Mr. Musk to be taken down a peg because I do not think that he's ever been on the side of people. And I really hope that that he is obstinate and doesn't capitulate to Anonymous so they can start releasing all of his private data because I'm sure this nigga's shit is probably filthy. This nigga's clouds is filthy, my dude. Gotta be. He's South African, bro. He's South yeah, African raised by people who instituted par- apartheid. Come on. 
I you know this like, nigga's dirty, bro. Right, right, right. I get it. You you have your wet dream for for Elon Musk going down, but I I, I don't remember Anonymous really ever doing nothing significant, man. Like I remember them making a lot of threats, but they don't really be following through like that. See, my th- you're right. And it's uh, Anonymous is is similar to cancel culture. It's a light. It might shine some light on some shit, but nobody actually ever loses their money because of cancel culture people get fired because they broke the law or they 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 violated the terms of service of their job people get fired for that but that's not cancel culture it's you breaking the fucking rules and getting consequences and that's the funny part is like for white people they they've, they've totally changed the meaning of consequences and just call all consequences cancel culture you know I mean? that's it's just crazy but and so yes i it's i agree narrative but the thing is, is that Elon Musk has some very big enemies in the fossil fuel industry and in the car manufacturing industry. And so if Anonymous puts information out that is that's actionable, their Elon Musk's enemies are the ones that he's going to have to worry about. Not just Anonymous, but his enemies. Because we know that the fossil fuel industry loves to fuck somebody up. They have... Uh, I just tweeted out the other day, Chevron has been... Chevron destroyed Ecuador's portion of the Amazon. They literally destroyed it. Ecuador sued them. The lawyer that was on Ecuador's side is under one of the most vicious slander campaigns that's ever been instituted against a public servant. Like, it is epic. To the point where Google has paid ads against him. Like, there's paid ads talking about how Chevron, lying, like just purporting outright lies about Chevron in reference to this guy. So we know fossil fuel companies, these kind of companies, they have no problems with with slandering and destroying individuals. Yeah, but that's all predicated on anonymous releasing the thing. So Oh, but I I'm waiting on that. When yeah. once they release the information, then I'll be like, "Oh, oh that sounds well, awesome." Well, I mean, they I agree with you. They haven't had the impact that maybe a lot of people have attributed to them, but they've definitely released the info. They've definitely released the info. You know what I mean? They've never held back that. I'll just wait for the shoe to drop, man. Okay. Hey, you're right. And honestly, that's all you can do because anything beyond that is postulation. It's not fact. You know what I mean? So I I, I feel you. But I'm just hoping because Elon also, Musk is a very there negative are no force. no superheroes, son. <laughs> Ain't nobody flying it the same day. No, no, definitely not. I feel not. like this is just another scam and I just don't see the angle yet. Very possible. Very possible. And, and it is extremely likely that Anonymous is a scam. Let's be. I never found that people who praise anonymity are actually doing so for the best interest of the people they're helping. Like anonymous isn't anonymous for our best interest. Nah, that's because anonymous get is anonymous for time. their best interest. Yeah, them niggas get jail time for real. So they yeah. got fucked up a few years back because they got and, one you know, of the inside dudes and he okay. started snitching on everybody. One of the anonymous people was an inside guy, Zabo. Yeah. Whatever his name was, um, I don't know something like either. that. Zabu, Zabu, something like that. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. One of the anonymous people was found out to be a, an informant, so it could just be a psyop, for all we know. Oh man, Elon Musk hired hired his own version of fucking <laughs> of anonymous to make a TikTok video. That would be hilarious, by the way. That would that would be that'd be peak America. Hiring the ops to fucking make shit about you just because you know that ops are valuable. Hell yeah. 
And because you know they gotta, you know they have an audience, and you want to say something specific to their audience, mm-hmm. and you use your ops to tell them. Pretty that's much, that's just crazy. That's how you do these days. You don't do nothing straightforward these days. That's fucking. We too big. We too big. We can't just do simple shit no more. No. But yeah, there's levels and layers to this shit. So yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Uh, to reporting in on that one again because I think that. At very least, it'll be interesting to watch to see how Elon Musk's uh, Elon Musk responds to to that. Moving on from that, I want to show all the solidarity in the world to the Oakland Longshoremen's Guild, Boots Riley, Angela Davis, and all of the organizers who have been pushing um, boycott, divest, sanction movement against Israel all over the country, and especially in Oakland. Hell's yes. So one of the biggest ports in port uh, bringing in Israeli container ships is in Oakland. I think they're in like the top three ports that bring in Israeli goods to America. The longshoremen and the warehouse union has refused to do any business with Israeli ships anymore. U.S. longshoremen in Oakland will no longer unload their ships and warehouses in Oakland will no longer store their items. Fuck yes. This is the solidarity that I'm fucking talking about. This is what I'm talking about when I'm saying, hey, you want your shit to be better? You want to deal? Because guess guess who is a major, major, major donor to the Oakland PD? Uh, is Israeli a- government. The Israeli government donates to the Oakland PD. If you have a problem with the Oakland PD, then you need to stop fucking unloading their shit in your report. And this is what I'm talking about. This is how a single person can contribute to the global issue at hand. The individuals of the Longshoremen's Guild, uh, of the Longshoremen's uh, Union, voted to, to do this. This couldn't happen without people taking into their own hands the ideology and the things that they want to see into the world. Because there is zero reason why the Longshoremen's Guild would not unload a Israeli ship outside of their personal feelings. There's literally no business reason not to unload that ship. There really isn't. A matter of fact, you were pro- the Israeli government has unlimited funds to pay you. You can extort them at that point. Why wouldn't you? Well, because you have morals and standards. And, and instead of actually just making only business decisions the people came together in the longshoremen's union and decided we're going to actually make a moral decision together this is the kind of solidarity this is why i talk my shit because it's not about the here and now and the immediate it's about winning over minds and hearts towards an idea because guess what despite the fact that i say things like capcom or chevron or I call out these companies' names, there are people who are working this company. And it's those individuals who are going to have to take the stand to stop these companies because the board, the CEO, and the managers will not do it. They are making far too much fucking money off of this to ever want to stop doing it. So it's up to the individuals to decide, I will no longer support that structure. Whether it's internally in the corporations or whether it's the, 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 the worker cooperatives that have to deal with them in the future. This is the kind of shit I love to see. You love, you know, I, it's funny. I, it's a very common phrase on Twitter to say, love to see it. 
This is what I love to see. This is what I love to see because guess what? The Israeli people do not benefit from that cargo ship. They don't. That's stuff leaving Israel. That's not stuff going to Israel. That's not stuff that they need to help them survive in their harsh desert landscape. No, that's shit that they're sending to the rest of the world to fund the government that's fucking an apartheid government. Nah, B. I love to see it. Love to see it. Yo, Oakland. Yo, Oakland is gonna, is, has, will always have a special place in my heart. From my time when I lived there through Occupy Wall Street, everything about that city, man. If it wasn't for, for life circumstances, man, Oakland is, is where I would love to live and die. Like, it's just a really great city. It really is. And this is just, this only adds to my, my love of that city. You know, the fact that the people came together, made a huge decision, enacted the huge decision, and it worked. Like, you don't see that a lot of places. You know, the only other time I've seen something like this really come to fruition was over in New York when they, um, when the, uh, the food, uh, the, the food distribution workers were, were striking. They got, they got them to move. They got them to move because they decided we're not going to play that shit. We're not unloading your trucks and get your trucks the fuck out of here. Take them to someplace else if you want to sell that shit. But we're not doing that here. We're not going to sell out ourselves for your best interest. We're over that. You know what I mean? And, 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 and I'm going to talk a little bit more about that more at the end of the show when I come to talk about um, black politics and the left in America. Because more and more, uh, you see workers, at least. Workers. I'll, I'll use the general term workers because it's a cross-gender, cross-race thing. Workers are starting to, to realize, like, selling yourself cheap ain't it. Selling yourself cheap, ain't it? It is not going to result in the 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 grind and hustle that 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 they tell you. Like, well, just work hard and you'll make it. It's not the thing. You can't just work hard at McDonald's and make it. That's that's a fallacy, because when it does happen, it's it's a fluke. It's not the it's not the commonplace. But yeah, so I definitely want to big up the the workers in Oakland, showing that. We, we can make decisions and we can stop. We can personally stop doing business with people who are fucking doing terrible things. But yeah, moving on from that. Uh, another another real somber one to talk about. We got uh, a rest in peace to Malcolm Johnson, murdered by Kansas City police. Now, this one was particularly egregious. It happened several months ago. Uh, evidently they were attempting to serve a warrant on Malcolm Johnson. He was wanted in regards to another murder. Not his own, obviously. Now, they came upon him while he was in a, a convenience store. They, came, they drew down on him, managed to, uh, to uh, restrain him. And now, at this point, they had... When I was watching the video, it looked like about five to six cops on top of him. Like, it, like you know what a dog pile looks like? People on top yeah, of each other? Video. It's just fucking a bunch of people on top of him. We see the female uh, officer run in, immediately reach for her gun. A couple seconds go by. You hear, in the video that I saw, you heard the clerks talking. And then you hear, pop, pop. Here a couple of, oh my God, they shot someone. Did he, and, 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 and let me just say something. 
these fucking clerks who took this video were the most racist motherfuckers that I've ever fucking seen. And these these were Hispanic people. These were not white people. But I do not want to underplay the how racist Hispanic people can be when it comes to black people. There were six people on top of this man. They saw an officer walk in and draw her gun. They heard two shots and assumed the person on the bottom of the pile made the shots. That's racism. Because there's no fucking way that you that you look at that situation and think that the person on the bottom of the dog pile got a gun and shot the officers. That's your racism showing. You need to fix that shit. Those fucking guys who took that video, and mind you, they watched the police unlawfully enter their place because they did not ask for permission to enter. They unlawfully entered a, 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 a store. Um, and then murdered someone while these motherfuckers sat and chuckled about it. Don't think that these motherfuckers are friendly. These 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 people running these stores, all these store owners who keep calling the police on people like George Floyd and Malcolm Johnson, they are the racist too. You are racist if you're going to take your time as a store clerk to try to fucking call the police on someone who hasn't stolen something from your store. They ain't do shit to your store. Guess what? You got insurance. You are a retail business with retail insurance. If someone gave you a fake bill, motherfucker, turn it into the bank. Because guess what the bank is going to do? They're going to insure you for it. They're not going to assume you as the retailer put a fucking fake bill in there. Unless you have a thousand fake bills. And then they're going to realize, hey, there may be something's going on. When you call the police, that's your racism showing. But yeah, let's go ahead and let's wrap up on some of these, uh, these foreign affair topics. Because... Boy, oh boy, the shit is not just fucked up here. It's fucked up everywhere. Uh, I did see over in Nigeria. Well, it, it's interesting because these tech companies in America think that they're going to go do what they do around the world, do what they do in America around the world, and it's just not going to fly. The same way China thinks that they can censor the whole world and everyone just wants to do business with them so bad that they're, they're just going to capitulate. So in Nigeria, the the president made a very provocative tweet. He insinuated that people who want to have a violent uprising will be met with said violence. Now, I don't obviously think that that is something that you want to provoke as a leader. But he did not say or do anything that was outside of his purview of office. If you are in office as a leader and there is a violent insurrection at your capital, you do have the right to call your military to defend it. I'm I, I'm not, I, I, and that is just a, a pure blanket statement. Now, there's there could be history. There's could there's two sides to all of this. And one side could be, uh, you know, in the wrong here. I'm not commenting on any of that because I do not know the history of that struggle. But what I do understand is that in a world where there are governments and militaries, we do allow governments to defend themselves with their military. America might choose not to because it's a very fraught situation. But the Nigerian governor absolutely has a right to defend himself with his military. It is what it is. I'm not saying whether he's right or wrong. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not taking a side in this argument. I am just saying to say that one side has no right to defend themselves is just factually wrong. I mean, we literally have laws and international norms to establish that governments can defend themselves. So 
for Twitter to now then censor him and take his tweets down was outside of their jurisdiction. Even Well, I shouldn't say that. It's not outside their jurisdiction. It's outside of their terms of, of service. He did not incite violence. Not like how Trump did. Where Trump, well, I mean, it's actually not too far off from what Trump did. It's really not too far off from what Trump did. Um, I do acknowledge that what Trump did was literally call for violent insurrection. He did that literally. But to call for a violent reprisal to insurrection, I wouldn't say it's the same thing, but it's similar enough to where I can understand to why they would review it. But also you have to be able to recognize the difference in what happened there. You know what I mean? Trump wasn't banned until after the insurrection when they had proof that what he said was actually, you know, inciting of the insurrection. They just banned this man's tweet for no reason, for for no reason outside of they didn't like it. And that's outside of the way that they typically uh, dole out their, their, uh, the, the bans or suspensions when it comes to Twitter. So Nigeria has now closed Twitter off from their borders. They do not allow they, they, they do not allow Twitter IPs to extend into the Nigerian uh, internet infrastructure. So this is interesting because Twitter is a very important outlet for grassroots um, international support. I get a lot of information. Uh, a lot of candid videos, direct videos from 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 places around the world who are going through upheaval from Twitter. And it sucks that now we can no longer get valid information from Twitter out of Nigeria. But as 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 a sovereign country, I totally understand why he did that. And fuck Twitter. <laughs> like as a sovereign, if I was a leader of a sovereign nation, I would not let Twitter in my borders. That's just me, because Twitter is 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 a private platform that is centralized off of American legislation. How could you allow a company like that into your borders that does not uh, out uh, openly accept your laws? You know what I mean? Like it, it kind of seems weird. You know, it makes very sense as an international entity for me to not let Twitter in your borders. It sucks. I like Twitter and its ability to spread information, but Twitter is absolutely uh, an attack on national sovereignty. It's definitely, especially, especially when in 2013 we learned that uh, the Obama administration started a tactic of using social media to destabilize Cuba. So there is definitely proof and, and proof of concept of using social media to destabilize foreign countries that America doesn't like. So if the Nigerian president deems that that's what's happening there, you know, he's well within his right to do that. You know, I I would prefer that they don't do that, but I could totally understand why he would. 100%. You know, like, it's not like, it's not like China where they were trying to control the speech on, on Twitter. He was using Twitter and Twitter unjustly censored him. It makes sense that if you were going to unjustly censor a leader of a nation, they might not be 
receptive of Twitter as a platform in their nation. I don't know. It just doesn't seem crazy to me that that he took that that step. No, it both seems like they both both Twitter and the leader of Nigeria looked like they knew what they were doing. They yeah. both understood exactly where they stood on that issue. Okay, because that's how I felt. But, you know, of course, the Internet likes to throw out every single opinion, no matter how invalid it is. Well, that's the purpose of the Internet, to house <laughs> all the opinions. Yeah, it, it really is a store for all the bad opinions. And the good ones, too. Don't matter. True. It just stores opinions. You know, as, as a black leftist, you gotta, 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 gotta critique anyone who claims to be a leftist. Especially in this environment where the, the game plan is appropriation. When the game plan is misinformation. When the game plan is obfuscation. The game plan is to lie about everything that leftists believe. So you gotta, gotta, gotta have the same critique of people claiming to be leftists as people who are not leftists. Because if not... It's just way too glaring for your analysis to come up wanting. It's way too glaring. To, to criticize capitalism and not acknowledge other international entities as being just as bad when it comes to capitalism is to, is to completely obfuscate the global nature of capital. And if we don't address the global nature of capital, then there will never be a global workers collective. We'll never have an, an uh, 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 interconnected form of solidarity if the main thing that is perpetuating separation, capitalism, is never addressed on the global scale. If we only critique American capital, then guess what? It'll do what it's done historically and move itself someplace else to, uh, to, to uh, avoid the scrutiny and criticism. And and so let's not do that. If we want to make uh, an economy, if we want to make it a politics that actually serves us as people, if we want to deal with social issues like racism to benefit our, our overall goal of getting rid of capitalism, we got to be genuine. It is way too easy in today's day and age to suss out the disingenuous critique from leftists. It's just way too easy because they, they, the lies are so obvious, you know, at least on the right, they tailor their lies to the intelligence of the people. If you're stupid, they give you stupid lies. If you're smart, they give you smart lies. The, the, the left, and I'm not talking about liberals, progressives, the fake democratic left in America. I'm talking about the left, a real genuine socialist communist, or otherwise uh, uh, ideology that, that calls for a, uh, uh, a wholesale departure from capitalism, you gotta, gotta, gotta be honest with your critiques of, of other leftists in the same way that you have to be honest with your critiques of the right capitalism and all of those entities that drive division in the international uh, worker solidarity that we need to move forward. But yeah, all right, we'll go ahead and wrap on that. I've been ranting for a long time. I appreciate you guys. I know this episode 150, wanted to give you guys a little bit of extra on that. But yeah, I hope everyone enjoyed themselves. Appreciate you guys joining us. Always remember, you can follow us on the social media. You can find me on Twitter at Korean underscore T and at Home Heron. You can also find us on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast. You can find me on Instagram at Rico underscore G Sound. And always remember, guys, time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. 
Thanks for joining us. Have a great one, guys. Peace. Take it easy.